Laughing louder, digging deeper, and living larger once again on the No Apology with the Bible Idiots podcast. We are Chris and Emily Danielson. And I want to start right away yeah. by saying to some of the new listeners, yes, we are married. We've been married for 36 years. We got married at 19. That makes us 56 this year. <laughs> <laughs> and Why do you whisper that? I don't know. It's like... It's I'm, not a secret. I'm getting old. We should actually be, we're 83, and then people would be like, you look marvelous. You're great. You're going to live <laughs> <know>. forever. <laughs> anyway, I've got like six punchlines running through my head. Back to what I was trying to say. And we have done radio together for, oh, between 15 and 20 years, I forget. Some of it, like that early stuff when you were doing voices for some of my advertising clients, is that us doing radio together? Because Absolutely. I was, I was hosting a How sports. How is it not doing radio together? I was hosting a sports call and talk show and i was also doing play-by-play back then i was doing stand-up comedy and improv comedy but we weren't doing it on the radio together <laughs> so if that's the case then we've got 20 years together well we, we did stuff together yeah anywho yeah. we do this podcast as an act of love right now but we got some really cool ministry things coming we're going to make this part of a much larger platform and we get to talk about that a little bit today we do uh today is friday and so it's mailbag day today. Mailbag. Uh, yesterday was the National Day of Prayer. Yes. First time in a long time the White House did nothing, right? Oh, yeah. They they outlawed it. Yeah. I mean, if you want to call it something else, call it something else. The Biden administration said, absolutely not. Are you going to let this light come into this place that we are now covering in darkness? And that's the yeah. fact, Jack. You can yeah. call it whatever you want. And you can try to tiptoe through the tulips if you'd like to. But I, as the Bible idiot, am going to call it like it is. Is. These are dark, dark times. Yeah. This is a dark administration, and they will not allow the light of Jesus Christ to come on their lawn on the National Day of Prayer. First time since it started by Mrs. James Dobson back in the day, in the 80s, I think. Oh, really? I yeah, forgot about that. that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I some, pretty, her first name, some pretty amazing women throughout history have moved us in the right direction. And when the righteous are ruling, the people thrive and survive and grow. But when the wicked rule, the people moan. That's a reality. And I also want to say, when you are the Christians that are out there saying, uh, you shouldn't talk that way, because what if, what if you offend somebody who wants to come to know Jesus and you called their president... Uh, demonic um i didn't call him that the scriptures kind of do based on his show us. his behavior calls him that it's right. not my fault <laughs> yeah and i mean I think, think about it i saw a meme the other day that said somewhere there's a two-year-old running around who has a drug addicted dad a mother who's a, a stripper and uh their grandpa's in the white house yeah that's a reality. Yeah. And I come and from we a, want to talk about more have morals in the White House. Right. Come I come from a peace. place where it's like that's that stuff is like once they repent right. and come to Jesus, it's like, hey, we've all been there. Right. But the point is is they're trying to sweep it all under the rug. Anyway, that's not what this is. This is mailbag it's a new day it's friday and god's yeah. mercies are new each morning we can always praise him for that so yes it is mailbag i know the three friday. questions today that are coming but i don't know which order you're going to ask them in well <laughs> i have to have my scriptures ready okay <laughs> we should have planned maybe that would have been a little easier show prep are you kidding after 20 years just crank the microphones on and let's see what happens all right well i know which one i'm going to leave for last but so the first one i'm going to ask you uh question number one 
uh, says I was, I, no, it's not I was. It says I am having trouble dealing with some church members and some family members. It's complicated, but it's all tied together. Are there any Bible verses about dealing with family members in conflict? Yes, as a matter of fact, there is. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to leave the name off and the state off because this was more of a private request. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll answer. That's from your daughter. No, I'm yeah. kidding. It was not. It was not. I'm kidding. Emily, no. did you write that? <laughs> <laughs> no, all jokes aside, there are a lot in the scriptures that will give you peace, give you hope. And Jesus says he'll give you the peace that passes all understanding. The Apostle Paul told us that. But I want to take you specifically to a little passage in scripture that will really help you if you just focus on these words and you slow it down. You can't just rapid fire through this because you might miss something. But it comes in Matthew chapter 18, and it's verses 15 through, uh, well, through 20. Five verses there. And a lot of times people use this for church discipline. They use this for reconciliation. Just remember one thing that the Bible says. Always keep this in the forefront of your mind. Blessed be the peacemakers. Blessed be the peacemakers. And you are hearing that from the voice of somebody who has never shied away from conflict. And I love arguments where I can really give a verbal smackdown. And God has convicted me of that over and over and over again. And I want to be more gentle and more wise. And so I'm sharing with you from from the heart how you can gently go for reconciliation. And guess what? Most of the time, you probably want to do it with other people. You probably want to proceed with more than one person. And let me just read the scriptures to you. Verse 15 of chapter 18 of Matthew, It's and this is red letters, Jesus talking. He said, if your brother sins against you, and this could be brother or sister, okay, go and tell them their fault between you and them alone. That's where you want to, you know, just keep Start it on the down low. Just a private, yeah. If they listen to you, you have gained a brother or sister. Yeah. It says brother and he here, but I'm I'm making it multi-gender here, okay? Because I think it applies across the board. Verse 16, but if he or she does not listen, now you need to get other people involved. And usually at the time you're writing your radio friends, asking for scriptural advice, it's gone beyond just a one-on-one conversation. Right, right. Past that point. And yeah. here's where you want to have strong brothers and sisters in the Lord around you. It says, but if they will not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. Yeah. Now, what does that mean? That means that everything that's going down, the whole scenario, all the shakedown happening, it's laid out with all to see. Two or three other people can all see it. Yeah. And there's been times where you you see a person take two or three with them and they find out that they're kind of a little bit wrong and they're wrongy wrongness too. There's two sides to every story. And that way you have help sorting it out. And there are witnesses there to see that every issue, every charge is taken care of. Verse 17, if they refuse to listen to them, then bring it to the church. Now, if you have tried these steps, now the church is legitimate. It's from Jesus. Bring it to your congregation, to leadership in your church. And if they still refuse to listen to the church, let them be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Do you know what that means? That means tell them they have to step off. They you, Sometimes you have to eliminate some people from your life, and it's the right thing to do. Verse 
18 is the key to all this, and we'll go on to the next questions. Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And it's talking about the fact that if we do these steps appropriately, if we're appropriately looking for Jesus's kingdom first, Mm -hmm. and we're not out there for our righty rightness and and us sticking our chest out saying, you've wronged me and I want my pound of flesh, but we're really looking for blessed be the peacemakers, Mm -hmm. Jesus will not only make it so here, he'll also make it so in heaven. And that's a pretty big doings for us to therefore be motivated to act appropriately in the spirit pursuing righteousness. That's and, that's my take. Yeah, it's very interesting, Chris. You and I have been in ministry for years and, and have actually seen that take place. And there are very tangible, spiritually spiritual truths that take place in that process that you can't deny for instance when you go to them in in secret and it's reconciled there and it's fixed it actually ends up building trust between the two that you didn't go and blab it all to everybody else right so there there's trust building when it can just be resolved between the two then when it's bringing other people in and then ultimately bringing it to the church we've also seen the scenario where uh someone who's accused of something um, won't meet with other people. You know, they'll, they'll, yes. they'll talk to you and they'll talk to this other person and they'll talk to that. But yeah. every time there's there's they're asked to come and meet in a group of people so that it can be observed and everyone can, then they say, oh, no, 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 no. Either come up with some, some yeah. excuse or they just slowly vanish into obscurity and you don't see them again. And that is a sign of guilt. And so... And, it, and a lot of times when that's been happening, it's just gossip that's even causing more division. Right. And it, it just can spiral out of control, which is why Jesus gave us these steps. They're good. It's a good, good method. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and just don't let division happen in in your family and in your in your body without sitting people down and just having heart to heart conversations, right. and just laying it out there. Anyway, that's my advice. What's question number two today on this Friday mailbag? All right, Friday question mailbag? number two. Chris was talking about gathering up pots. Does that make sense to you? Chris was talking about gathering up pots. Yep, that I, was actually in the TV show in the. Uh, Six Weeks with the Bible Idiots, I did a message on that. And then we actually talked about that in a podcast a couple months ago. So that might be an older one. Okay. Uh, Anyway, go on. uh, Anyway, it says, I only heard part of the story. Can you tell me where to find it in the Bible? Yes. I'm looking it up You have a good memory, by the way. Just like, what is this person talking about? And you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, you did talk about that. I remember you preaching on that not it. that long ago. So, I almost yeah. said First okay. Kings, but it's in Second Kings chapter four. Okay. And this is about faith in these times. Okay, and trusting God. It said, "Now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant." Uh, has feared the Lord, but the creditor has come now to take away my two children to be slaves. And Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me what you have in the house. And she said, your servant has nothing in the house except for a jar of oil. Then he said, go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels and not too few. Then go in and shut the door behind yourself and your sons and pour into all these vessels. And when one is full, set it aside. So she's got a small jar of oil. Oil is like currency in those days. She's 
told to go collect a lot of jars, a lot of pots, a lot of vessels. And then when, when she thinks she has enough, she goes in the house and then shut the door. The shutting of the door is key because you're saying all these pots is what I have faith for. And this is a story about your faith capacity. Okay. So she went and she shut the door uh, and then she started to pour the oil. And she kept pouring until every vessel, every pot, every vase was filled. And in verse nine, uh, verse 6, when the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. And he said to her, there is not another. And then the oil stopped flowing. Yes, I snapped my fingers like that. Because she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts, and you and your son can live off the off the rest. It was a big score. Yeah. It was a big score. And, and the reality is is the teaching on that that that, that uh, this person is talking about is and who who wrote that note Judy I don't know where she's from Okay um Sorry. the the point Judy and anybody <laughs> Judy, else Judy, that cares Judy <laughs> Judy Judy, Judy. Uh, the point is is that she received based on the capacity of her faith if she would have collected more jars, more vessels, more pots, she would have gotten more oil. She received to the capacity of her faith when she gathered everything she could and she thought, wow, if God will fill these, that'll be awesome. And she shut the door and started pouring. What a miracle. So did she, did she disobey by not gathering more pots? No. God blessed her immensely based on her faith. So that is a faith capacity story that I need to be reminded of yeah. as we're looking at what God's calling us to do uh, in the midst of reaching out too. with the truth. Uh, because these stories, you know, that we talk about in, in the Bible, uh, were they true or were they just fictional stories? We don't know. We know that uh, one's true. But, right, because there's specific people that are mentioned there, a prophet of the Lord and so on. So yeah, you got to stop now. We got to stop and back up because what you just said is very deceiving. If people don't understand your heart, you said you don't know what part. What's... Some of the stories that Jesus talks about, some of the stories in the Bible, we don't know if they're real. Stories oh, like his parables, like the story of the two sons right. or the treasure in the field. Right. right. Yeah, but Old Testament historical accuracy with Elijah and exactly. Elisha. These are real things that actually happen. They're not parables from the New Testament. Exactly. Jesus. Exactly. Right? I get where you're coming from. You scared me for a minute there. <laughs> no, my point of that, of saying that, was that the reason that that's so important and that that story is so intriguing to me now where maybe it wasn't 10 15 20 years ago is i look at the future and i think um we may be living like that very soon you know we've always lived in just the united states of america the land of accessibility the land of of plenty and that is changing and it's changing very fast and are we ready to live by the capacity of our faith, walking by faith, living by faith. That's how God wants us to live. And so we have to be ready and prepared to go in that direction and let our self-sufficiency and our bank accounts and all those things that we put our trust in, let those go and know the following God is the source of life. So I do like that. Story. All right, let's hit me with the last question last and then one. we're done for the week. Question number three, it's from Travis in Colorado. And he says, you were talking about a TV show that you are doing. Can you tell me where and when I can see it? Well, I always love to hear from new listeners. I've never heard from Travis and I didn't oh. even know how many listeners we had in Colorado. Uh, according to our statistics, it's only like five or six people. Well, Travis is one of them. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, well, I'm glad you're interested. Hey, we are on NRB TV right now, and that is going to, the new show is going to launch on June 3rd. What they've been airing for the last little bit is Six Weeks with the Bible Idiots. It's a study guide. Uh, it's six episodes that Al Robertson from Duck Dynasty and I put together three years ago, and it was just on the on the shelf. And they came calling with some dialogue about, hey, we love the Bible Idiots. We'd like to, to air this. So then we talked about doing a new show called Bible Idiots from the prairie lands or bible idiots in the prairie lands and we are in the process of filming that right now and it's going to be based on my calling to lifehouse church the people of lifehouse church that are willing to kind of be in it and we don't know how much reality footage versus how much of my teaching but right now we're just coming out with a few pilot episodes but that's going to launch on june 3rd on nrb tv channel 378 on direct tv it's also on roku it's on amazon fire and i think it's in like six different countries so from little abilene kansas we're going to reach out to the world with more than just the podcast we're going to reach out also with a tv show that's going to be based on the reality of living in the prairie lands for jesus alongside some of my sermons that are captured via video at lifehouse church and we're going to need some financial support to really pull this off and right now we're just doing it on faith and if i had to go collect vessels and pots i would feel like the garage to the roof yeah i know some people that might have some cattle watering tanks we could (laughs) borrow BibleIdiots.com is going to be the place to go for all the information. That website's being retooled. Soon you're going to be able to give gifts with a tax-deductible donation right there. Uh, And hopefully it'll be next week. I don't know how fast this is going to happen. But all the I's have been dotted, T's have been crossed. And so we're taking tax-deductible donations from anybody who would like to help us at BibleIdiots.com. Otherwise, tune in on uh, the podcast next week, and I'll have an address for you to be able to mail a check to and all of those things. But mostly, if you could do one thing for us right now, it'd be to go to BibleIdiots.com, and if you can't give because it's not set up, go to the upper left-hand corner where Travis did, because that's where he sent this this question in, and you'll see my email address right there. It's it's very simple. Drop us a line and tell us that you're praying for us and that you want to see the blue-collar, everyday, common man language that Chris and Emily Danielson bring you that we do with the Chris and Emily show, and how it's impacting people and changing lives and you want to be a part of it you want to stand with us just that word of encouragement would go a long way right now because uh this ministry was kind of like that lady with just a little jar of oil like what are we gonna do (laughs) (laughs) i guess we could dust off the podcast microphones and start doing that and see what happens i mean yeah her spouse was dead remember that (laughs) 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 i don't even know how to respond to that But then again, I am Duke Kaboom, right? (laughs) Yes, I can. Yes, you are. All right. That's going to do it for us. On behalf of my best friend and bride, Emily, my name is Chris. Get into the Word of God today and go and serve your King. Have a great weekend, everybody.